Greetings, my friends, and welcome to Beginnings, or welcome back, should I say. We're in the midst of a multi-week series trying to focus on some of the foundational elements of the Christian life, and we have talked about things from prayer and Bible study to serving and all kinds of things in between, and we continue this journey this week as we look forward to some of the... uh, the higher end mature elements of the Christian life. And don't forget, these are not just for us to know. These are things for us to put into practice. So what are we going to talk about this week? I want to talk about sharing your life, which we've done one other time, but there's two components to it. You share your life through service, but also a Christian will share their life as a disciple who makes disciples. A disciple who makes disciples. It's the principle of reproduction or multiplication. Now, it's important to note that we're not talking about making converts. Those uh, are far different than making a disciple. We'll talk about that in just a second. Jesus really gives us this mandate in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. As he does, he's giving us what is known as the the Great Commission. The Great Commission says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And behold, I'm with you to the very end of the age. Now, you see, Christians are left here for the purpose of making disciples. If if we didn't have a purpose, then as soon as you become a believer, it would probably be best for God just to sweep you up right off the face of the earth and take you into the arms of eternity. But he's left us here for the purpose of reproducing, of multiplying converts and seeing others reached. And that's why there's a substantial difference between someone who just believes they're a Christian and someone who has been trained to live the Christian life. A convert is somebody who believes something. A disciple is somebody who's living something out. So we see several elements in the Great Commission here. Uh, There's a going out. There's a making disciples, baptizing, teaching, lots of elements to this. But the essence of this entire process is one that I heard a preacher say, preacher describe a long time ago. He says that the Bible is not for information. It's for transformation. And I couldn't agree more that when you read the Great Commission, he's not wanting us to believe something or know something. He's wanting us to move and do something and make real changes. It's not about information. It's about transformation. So here are some of the basic elements of Christian disciple making or how disciples make disciples. Don't get me wrong. I I guarantee you there's a a more exhaustive list and uh, there's another way to cover this and all kinds of wisdom that we can have here. But, But this is what I know. This is what I could share with you. The first thing is this, that a disciple who makes disciples prays for others. Colossians 1.9 says, And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. There's a burden on a believer to pray for others, for their growth, for their transformation, for God to use them, for his filling uh, and his wisdom to be all about them. And if you want to be a disciple who makes disciples, the first thing you do, whether you get anybody in your circle, without even talking to anybody else or even interacting, you start praying for others, praying specifically, praying that God would do amazing things there. Now it gets a little more intrusive. The next step to making disciples is that you have to live life with others. 
Oh, it's totally in your business. It's, it's very inconvenient to be a disciple who makes disciples. But listen to what happened in Acts chapter 2, verses 42 and f- through 47. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayers, and all came over every soul. And many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belonging and distributing proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God, having favor with all people. And the Lord added to the number day by day those who were being saved. Man, that is so not culturally acceptable. Living life together, sharing what you have, meals together, every day in community, every day in worship. It's living life together. And if you're really going to make disciples, you're going to have to let them invest in you and you invest in them. And it is inconvenient, but it is the plan that God has given us. So we pray for others. We live life with others. The next thing that needs to happen if you're going to be a disciple who makes disciples is that you challenge others. Hebrews 10, 24 says, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. The word stir up in some other translations, actually the ones that I grew up with said spur on. And spur on is exactly what it means. Uh, A cowboy would put spurs on the back of his boots so that a horse could be urged. Is that the right word? Could be urged to go in. If you don't know the history of spurs, spurs were actually military uh, in their origination for soldiers who rode horses, horses would see a battle, would hear a melee, would uh, would look at fire and all the chaos of something that was happening in the valley below, and you could not coax that horse to go towards that. They had no desire to be in it. But if you jabbed a spur into them, they would launch forward, and they would go in that direction because even though that looked scary, it wasn't as bad as staying there and taking whatever they just felt. Well, this is the language that's being used for Christians, that we would find ways, consider how to stir up, to spur one another on toward love and good works. We're we're called to challenge one another. And if a disciple makes disciples, then that's what we're going to do. We're going to pray for one another. We're going to live life together. We're going to challenge each other. And this is a pretty important one. We're going to serve with others. We're going to actually side by side, arm in arm, do the work of the church together. Not attend services together. That's something you can do. Not go to a concert together. That's a fun thing to do. But you will actually serve together. You will work in the kingdom together. Ephesians 4, 11 and 12. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry for building up the body of Christ. You equip the saints for the work of ministry. It's something that we all need to do. We're going to serve together. Now think about this. If you just shared the gospel with somebody and they said, oh, I believe, that's a good thing. But then if we don't do anything else with that, where do they go? But if we would pray for them, if we would live life with them, if we would challenge them, if we would serve with them, then we have more than a convert. We have a disciple, and we are disciples who are making disciples. So what are some practical steps to you becoming that reproducing kind of disciple? I would say first, Be intentional. You have to decide right now that your spiritual life will multiply and you will make a disciple. Making that declaration, maybe even sharing it with your grow group or or making yourself accountable, uh, but to just decide right now that one of my goals for this year isn't about me, it's about working through me, Lord, and that I will be intentional and I I will reproduce my spiritual life. Second, 
I would say this, dedicate yourself to prayer, asking God to help you identify somebody specific to share the gospel with and to train in the Christian life. I mean, be on a seek and destroy mission. Start praying, God, show me who it is. I don't want to just pick somebody at random. I don't want to go in the wrong direction. God, give me the opportunity and show me who it is that I might be able to disciple. And third, I would say move from consumer to producer. We're kind of a consumer-driven society. We want to consume resources, but instead make a decision to be a producer by doing this. Bring somebody along in the day-to-day of your life. Invite somebody in for uh, a month's worth of quiet times and just do them together. Commit to praying with somebody once a week. Make a hospital visit and take somebody along. As you serve at the soup kitchen, call somebody up and say, hey, ride with me on this. And just start producing by bringing somebody along with you in the day-to-day of your life. Guys, there is so much going on in this world today. This is a huge ask because it's going to require a lot of you. The good news is I don't feel bad about it because I'm not the one asking. Jesus is the one who said that we are to go into all the world, make disciples of all nations, baptizing, teaching, all these things. We're to be disciples who make disciples. This is God's plan for the church, and there is no plan B. You're the plan. Work the plan. God bless you guys. Thank you for being a part of Beginnings. We'll be back with a couple more of these as we continue to grow in the Lord, and we will see you next time right here at Beginnings.